I've only got two pages today. Um, I don't know if that's good or bad. And I've got the most generic bottle of water I've ever seen in my life. It's got no label. I was like, is this safe to drink? As a backup. I'll take a backup. Water's water. All right. Uh, there's, <clears throat> it, it, I figured it would be easier to tell everybody at once than tell everybody individually. Some of you have heard kind of what happened yesterday, and so I kind of want to go through and let you guys know exactly what happened, but also uh, what I feel like the Lord is speaking in and through what happened yesterday. <clears throat> um, first, first let, let me preface this by saying be careful what you pray for, um, because I was literally praying for more adventure, and I wanted to... <laughs> I wanted to, I just wanted to do more things outside the doors. We're talking about doing this camping trip, and I'm just, oh, I'm just excited. I want to go do stuff. It's like, I've, I've, and I don't say this lightly because I'm not like a big, big uh, motivational speaker. You guys know me, but I, I, I can't remember a time when I've been more excited about ministry than I am right now. And in, in, in the midst of all that, I'm, I'm seeing things that are just a bit odd and, and a bit amazing at the same time. Um, you guys know, uh, a few weeks back, we, we ended up in the middle of a, some kids were jumping another kid and we went in the middle of it and they just took off and just got off of them and everybody left and and it was pretty pretty traumatic and the kids were there and they were freaking out and everything and then fast forward to yesterday we uh, we had homecoming for, for Trin and several other of her friends that were with us. They had a couple parents there and then a couple kids that didn't have parents and so I don't know, we had probably 10, 15 kids there and a few, a few families, Nick and Danielle were there and like Robin and <clears throat> and we were waiting at walk-ons on airport, and we were just waiting to be seated, and I didn't know what had happened previously, um, but one of our group was actually back in the bathroom when it happened, but a guy apparently pushed his girlfriend back there and began to, to beat her up, like punch her in the face, and so some guys got in between them, and they got separated, and the guy went out. Well, next thing I knew, somebody said something about it, and they were like, well, get the girls in the back, and so all the girls went to the back, and the guy came back in without a shirt on, ready to fight. I mean, you could see he was... He was ready to do some damage, and he came in and swung on one guy, and the manager, who was was the most awesome guy I've ever seen in my life, he's ex-military, and because uh, we asked him, we're like, oh, man, you like MMA fight on the weekends or what? He grabbed this guy and picked him up and slammed him down and immediately put him in a chokehold and just about put him to sleep. He was like right in front of me on the, on the floor, and the, I was about to go to sleep, and he let off of him, and then two other guys came in, kind of... Not sure what was going on. I think they, they were friends of the guy that came in to fight. <clears throat> and so they kind of started getting involved, and Mike kind of stepped in, and they sized him up, and they were like, maybe we don't want to fight. <laughs> maybe we don't want to fight you guys. And uh, so then kind of all of us collectively ran them out of the building. Well, with, without even, like, thinking, I think Mike and, well, we discussed it afterwards. Mike and, Mike and I both thought the same thing. He's, he could go get a gun and come back. And uh, I don't know if all of you know, but, um, I'm, I'm a concealed carry. I've always got, you know, I've always got a gun on me. It's just something I decided about seven years ago to do, um, being in sales and outside sales and kind of protecting myself. And I'm not going to get into a big political argument about guns and gun control, but I just want to say that um, in this instance, I was glad to have it, uh, Mike as well. And when we went out to the front door, there was a, a single front door and a double front door, and Mike was at the double, and I was at the single. And I watched the guy go out to his car, and Mike and I both did. And I didn't even think twice about it. I just, I thought, this guy's going to go get a gun. And sure enough, he did. He, he went and got a gun out of his car and started walking back towards the building. But I don't know if he saw somebody at the back of the building or what, but he started walking towards the back of the building. And I saw him bring the gun up. 
and started shooting at the, at the back of the building. <clears throat> I pulled my gun out, and, and Mike did his as well, but kept him down just looking out the, looking out the building. <clears throat> and it all happened really fast, but almost in slow motion. I mean, I saw him bring the gun up and start firing five or six shots. And as I've got the door cracked open, and I'm just making sure that he doesn't come in, that he would have to get through us to get all the girls were hiding under tables in the back, and they heard the shots. They didn't know what was going on, and obviously they were pretty, pretty freaked out by it as well. And uh, next thing I know, a lady comes and, like, shoves me out of the way and runs out towards the guy. And I said, where are you going? She said, my kid's out there in the car. I was like, oh, my God. And I just didn't even think about it. I ran with her, like, right towards the guy as he's walking towards the side of the building. And I've got my gun down the whole time because I didn't want him to see just in case if he came towards me, I could protect her, protect myself. She got her kid out of the car. He didn't even see us, and he kept walking by, and we ran back inside. And... and, uh, Anyway, the guy ran off. He didn't hit anybody. Everybody was okay. Everybody was fine. But it was, it was one of those things that, you know, it happens and you, you don't know. <laughs> you know, you're not really prepared for it, but at the same time, you're glad that you were a little prepared for it. And the thing that amazed me when I came back in, I mean, Mike, Mike went to the back door to check the back door, and when I turned around, there were two other guys that had guns on them. And without, I mean, none of us said anything to each other, but we were all prepared to, to defend everybody in there. And it was an amazing thing to see it happen you know, live, um, I could have taken shots at this guy. He was far away, and I've got a small pistol, and I thought it was not wise to, to shoot that far, and there was traffic and people, bystanders, and different things. And at the same time, you know, that's last resort. I never, ever want to shoot anybody. Um, and so there were, there were a lot of people with sound mind that were doing the right thing. Nobody was crazy. Nobody went off and just started shooting or doing anything crazy other than that guy. And, uh, and everybody was safe. And it just, it amazed me, and Mike and I talked about it afterwards, it amazed me to see, you know, me and him and these two other guys that we don't even know, you know, we kind of just nodding at each other, not knowing, you know, this, we didn't, we were just, it was homecoming, you know, we were just going to eat and then go to homecoming. Um, and it's one of those things you, you don't ever want to happen, but at the same time, you're glad that, you know, you were a bit prepared for it. Um, before this ever happened, and I swear people are going to start talking about us, <laughs> before this ever happened, this all started with, with, uh, uh, with Buddy, so I blame him. Um, when Buddy got the vision for this men's retreat, it sparked something in me because it's something that I, I really enjoy doing, doing ministry in church unconventionally. If you know me, you know I like getting outside the doors, and it's something that we've been focused on even more lately. When he said that, you know, we, we, started, we started joking around about getting some kind of vehicle to go camping in, and me and another buddy, and we didn't, <laughs> we joked around to the finance team like, it was in a, we didn't, the church didn't buy it. Me and a buddy bought this deuce and a half military vehicle because we thought it was cool. And, uh, and so we, we thought it'd be neat to take on this trip. And then on my trip back, I had to, I had to fly out of town and had to come back and then drive out of town on the way back. After that fight two weeks ago, Tracy and I have been talking about putting, putting our kids in some kind of self-defense class or just like uh, jujitsu or something like that. Something about teaching them leverage and technique over just brute strength. And, you know, when they go to college, they can defend themselves and, and then, uh, and then this happens. I'm like, geez. And so we, and I contacted a few of you guys to see if you'd be interested because I think it's neat. It's just interesting uh, to learn some of those techniques and it's good workout and different things like that. So I've sent some emails out to, to a couple places about uh, instructors and doing some things here. Part of, um, part of what I realized in, in the midst of, of everything that's been going on in this, <laughs> this adventurous lifestyle I've asked for um, 
is that we've got this, we have this building in Westmobile and this big lawn out front that we only use twice a week. Um, uh, in the process of, of doing some refinancing with the building and trying to, trying to get the note down a little bit because it's, it's our biggest expense. We see it every month. Um, in, in, the, in the midst of doing that, I keep looking at this building that we could do more with it. We're in an area that I think that we could reach more people in our community. And I see some visitors here, so I apologize ahead of time. This isn't, not that we ever have a traditional service, but this isn't traditional service. This is a little more focused on, I guess, our, our vision for our church and what we're going to be doing in the future. So take it for what it's worth. Um, so I'm, <clears throat> none of us are afraid. It's something that I prayed over the girls to. None of us are anxious. None of us are afraid. Even in the midst of everything that was going on, I mean, obviously, we were a little stressed, but we all remained calm and I'm not going to stop going to walk-ons. We're not going to stop going to the movies. We're not going to stop doing things. None of us are hiding anywhere. Um, at the same time, I feel for the, for the kid that was shooting. I feel for that kid. I was that kid one day. I made some very bad decisions, not quite as bad as he did, but I made some pretty bad decisions. Now, given we were prepared to defend the innocent people there, but at the same time, I feel for the kid. He was beaten up in his 18-year-old uh, I don't know if they were together or separated. They've got a kid together. And he's obviously had some issues in his life that have led him to think that this was, his, this was his only option. For some reason, he thought that was his only option right then. Now, we've talked about this before. We, we know people um, that take their own lives, and we know people that have, have made decisions that we don't agree with and, and none of us are happy about. And in those moments, I had to explain it to our girls. Some people think that, that, that this, is a, this is a prison that they can't get out of and this is their only alternative. And in that moment, that guy thought that this was his only option. Very poor decisions can affect him the rest of his life. From what I understand, he turned himself in last night. I just, I just feel like there's more that we can do. And I'm not saying we can fix everybody. <laughs> I'm not saying that you know, our, our church is going to grow exponentially. This is not a church growth program. I'm saying that as the pastor of this church, I'm, I'm making a decision right now. And Lauren gave me a, a vision she got actually at uh, Megan and Patrick's wedding. Um, they had a, uh, their wedding was supposed to be in front of this beautiful pond lake thing and the dam broke and it went to nothing. It was mud out there. And Lauren got a vision of a dam breaking and she, it, was a, it was a word for me, but she didn't give it to me then. She wasn't sure about it because it was kind of kooky. A lot of times the Lord gives you <laughs> visions like this, you're like, I don't know about that. Maybe I was just thinking about it. Well, then she was reminded of it again today. She was reminded of it again today, and she told me after I walked out of this building and walked to the corners of our property and prayed that the Lord would extend our reach. I looked up at that tower back there, and I thought, wow, what a prophetic sign to see. You know, our, our position as kingdom citizens and as, as heirs and co-heirs with Christ is to sing from the rooftops the good news of the gospel. We know it's not complicated. There are young men, and you all know this, fatherless, fatherlessness is an absolute epidemic in our country and in our city. And there are young men that need father figures. And if you're in here, that's you. You've been commissioned. There are young women that need mother figures you may not be a mother, or you may, your kids may be grown, but there are other kids that need mother figures in their lives. They need direction. They need people to build them up, not tear them down. 
Each one of us were in that position at one time or another. So I come back in, and after after praying around the building, and she gives me that word again. She was like, "Yeah, that was that was for you." And I just I, the Lord confirmed it this morning that, you know, I just feel like there's about to be, or there already has been a dam broken in our church. That there's about to be something changing and a and a great breakthrough. It's, the vision I got last week was like a bubbling brook overflowing, which fits right along what she's seeing too in the spirit. Which, fortunately or unfortunately for you, spills over to you. <laughs> I also want to be clear, this is no substitute for your own lives and ministry outside of this place individually. I'm talking about collectively, corporately as a church. We are going to do everything we can to focus on reaching out to people outside of our doors. Now, at the same time, we minister to one another in here. That goes without saying. We don't even have to talk about it. Something I do want to mention, too, is something we don't talk about much in here, is you guys, you guys give and support our church. We're not supported by any outside any outside ministry, we're not connected to any denomination, and you guys give from your heart, from the Holy Spirit leading you to give, not because you expect some blessing from God. And that's an amazing thing because many people give expecting some, some grand thing, even though Jesus has already given the most, grand, the most grandest thing he could ever give, and that's himself. So in, in you guys giving, I just want to give you some examples. And the reason we don't talk about it much is because we don't want to embarrass anybody. And so I'm not naming any names of people. But there are people that come to our church that sometimes fall on hard times, including myself. And I'm telling you, when you guys when you guys give in here, it goes towards helping people. Whether it's Alabama, Alabama Baptist Children's Home that we minister to on a regular basis, reaching out to kids that have been taken out of homes because of abuse or drugs or, or lots of other bad things. We have individual families in here that sometimes they can't make a mortgage payment or their car breaks down or they can't make a medical payment. And we take care of that for them. Not, not so that they owe us anything or that we, we feel like we're doing something good. It's just what we do. It's part of what we do. And you guys are a part of that. We just want to extend it. That's it. We just want to do what we do a little bit further out. And like I said, I don't know, I don't know how far that's going to go. <laughs> But I'm really excited to see it happen. I think that there's much more that we could do on the front side of, of dealing with people before they get to a place where they feel like they have no other choice but to pull out a gun and, and shoot up a restaurant. I feel like there's more that we can do to instill in our kids that they don't need to be afraid, that they carry with them something great, and that they can change the atmospheres that they go into in their schools and in their workplaces. One of the things I see a lot more lately with technology is kids breaking their cell phones out and videoing things that happen. I get it. I mean, I video things too. I like video. I like pictures. Well, that was one thing I saw that night that I think is a problem is where kids step back as spectators and just video things that happen and don't, don't step in. Adults do the same thing. It's not just kids. I'm, it breaks my heart to see kids and adults feeling like they can't do anything, feeling like they're just spectators in life. 
That's not a fun place to be. I don't ever want to be there. Listen, the Christian life is a life of adventure. We come here on Sunday mornings. We're going to continue coming here on Sunday mornings. I don't want to discourage you from that. But some Sundays may look a little different. I talked about this last week. There's going to be times when I ask you guys to show up at 7.30 or 8 o'clock pretty soon when we're, we're planning on having a cars and coffee out here where we bring in strangers to our place with cars and we give them free coffee. I already emailed or I talked to Sam Wyatt, who is a, a manager at Yellowhammer on Dolphin, and he gave me the contact information trying to get a schedule together so we can get the trailer out here. And I've contacted a few of my car buddies that have some cool cars that are going to bring them out here. And we're going to host the cars and coffee out here on a Sunday morning. And we're going to invite people just to come hang out. And you guys, it'll be fun. Go out there and see some cool cars, get some free coffee, and just love people. And we'll invite them to come to service afterwards if they want to. If they don't, it's fine. But we're going to start doing stuff like that. I've got a sign-up sheet. I've got three sign-up sheets in the back. Actually, we have four, including Buddy's. Buddy's looks a little cooler than mine. I just made sheets. I did, I did add the branches and the stuff because it wasn't wilderness enough. I pretty much made the whole table with my two my two things. Anyway, so, uh, so I've got a sign-up sheet for that if you're interested in being involved in that. Um, I just want to see the interest level. I still expect all you to be here. Don't think that you're, I'm not going to call you to be here. But I just want to see what you guys are most interested in. There's a sign-up sheet for that. Tracy came to me when we were talking about this outreach thing. She said, I want to do a Thanksgiving meal here at the church for people that don't have big families and extended families. And we want to cook for them and bring them in. And, and, or, and we'll do it in the afternoon, so if you want to have you know, your family thing and then come to ours, you can bring people that you know that don't have family. That they can come in and just enjoy a dinner. They don't, have to, they don't have to work. They don't have to do anything. They can just be a part of our family, even just for that day. Once again, it's not trying to draw people to come to our church. It's just loving people, and we have this building, and it's air-conditioned. We might as well use it. So we're going to do that on Thanksgiving this year. We're still going to do our Christmas outreaches that we do every year. We go to the hospitals and Waffle Houses and we pray for people and bring them gifts because that's not where you want to be on Christmas Eve. And then what was the third thing I did? We've got a third thing up there. And I don't even remember what it is. Carolyn, what are those three sheets that I signed up for? I got three of them. What was the other one? Self-defense classes. Go back to that. Brazilian jiu-jitsu. I don't know if we're going to use that. But we're going to – I sent some emails out to different instructors to see how much it would cost to bring somebody in here. And I think it would be fun, for one. I think it's interesting. It's, it's kind of intriguing to, where you use the other person's uh, momentum and leverage, you know, and I think especially for young ladies that may be going to college, I think it would be a good idea. Like I said, we're not, we're not going to be, we've got this crazy military vehicle and we're learning all this self-defense. We're not going to be some, here's a funny story. I, was, I, I, sent, I, I posted this on Facebook about the deuce and a half, and one of my Jeep buddies sent me a private message, and he said, he said hey, I know somebody that has a deuce and a half. When do you need it? And I was like, well, I'm actually looking at buying one, but yeah. And he's like, well, this guy's name's so-and-so, and he's a pastor. And I was like, this guy's crazy. <laughs> he's got a deuce and a half, and he's a pastor. And I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> I'm a pastor, and I'm looking at buying one. People are going to think we're like end times preppers or something like hardcore. Anyway, I don't care. People can say what they want. But anyway, there, I, I just think it's, <laughs> I think it'll be fun and interesting, and I think it'll be good, good tools to use, and I've already... I've sent a couple messages out to people, and everybody seemed really excited about it, so there's a sign-up sheet for that if you're interested in that. So these are just things that we can do that I think will be fun for us, and we can also invite people to come enjoy that with us. And we can, we can hopefully offer it as a free or a discounted, at a discounted rate that they can come and hang out with us and do these things. And these are just a few ideas that we have of, of just doing ministry a little bit differently. And I say differently. It's really the way Jesus did it. 
I mean, think about it. All Jesus did was walk around and eat with people and hang out with them. And, you know, he went out to them, hung out with them, whether it was a tax collector or a Pharisee or a sinner or somebody with, with leprosy where they were, they were cast out or they, they didn't feel like they fit in in a place, he would walk to them. Where everybody else was afraid to touch him, he brought his kingdom and touched them and brought healing on them. This is, that's our job. Listen, when, when, when the Lord was speaking to me about Peter, he was saying, look, go and do these things. Love like I love. Jesus didn't shy away from sin. He didn't shy away from disease. He didn't shy away from hurt people, violent people. He didn't shy away from any of them. He walked straight to them. Why? Why did he do that? Because he carried the kingdom with him. He wasn't afraid that it was going to jump on him. He knew he had something. He knew he had something greater in him. And he went straight to the problem. Listen, I, I jokingly, I sent, I sent a message to my buddy and said, hey, man, I got in a gunfight yesterday. He's like, no way, yeah. And he sent me the news report, and he said, it said something. It said someone, someone guarded the doors. And he was like, you were that someone. And I was like, yeah. He said, I'm going to write him and tell him to change it to local hero. <laughs> I said, that's funny, but don't do that. Don't do that. I know... The thing about it is, I wasn't nervous at all. It doesn't make any sense. I should have been. I wasn't nervous at all. I was just like, and I remember thinking when the lady ran there, I was like, oh crap. <laughs> Here we go. And I just ran out there with her. He did. Because I wouldn't have done that. <laughs> I don't, I mean, I, I know that I, I know that I have, you know, a wife and kids, and I, and I knew. I knew that they were inside, and I knew that I didn't want him to come in, but at the same time, if I had a kid out there, I would have run out there too. She didn't have anything. She was completely defenseless. Listen, there's something to be said, and I say this all the time. It's not just coincidence that these things happen. I jokingly said about the fight too when I went in the middle of that fight. I was like, I'm invincible. You remember there was a movie he was talking about that, and he pulled up his shirts, and there were like bullet holes everywhere. I'm invincible. I don't think I'm invincible. <laughs> but I think there was something that the Lord could teach me. I'm still processing all this. It just happened yesterday. But I think that there's something the Lord is teaching me here. And in the spirit, it's the same way. You don't need to fear because just like Peter wasn't qualified in his own ability anyway, he was never disqualified because he couldn't be qualified on his own. There's not a reinstatement. It was always the way that it was supposed to be. And I think it was three times just like when he said he denied the Lord three times. And he came back and he told him. He was just remembering, look, you can't do this on your own anyway. Look how big, look how big of a mouth you had and then you failed. But now, look how I love you. You see how you love me? Take that and go love others like that. There's something to be said about a community of people that do this together. This is why I said this doesn't replace your own individual ministry. Listen, tip your waiters and waitresses generously. Bless them. Pray for them. People that serve you, people that are around you, your family, your friends, strangers. Continue to do that on your own. But corporately, we're going to do this together. I don't, I don't know any other thing to do at this point. We're going to do this. There's just a couple scriptures I have, and I'm not, not like I'm trying to qualify all of my big speech with scriptures, but I think these are pretty fitting. Um, these, are from, uh, these are from the message translation. I just like the wording that he uses here. First Peter 22 through 25, it says, Now that you've cleaned up your lives by following the truth, love one another as if your lives depended on it. Let that sink in. Love one another as if your lives depended on it. That's a, that's a bold statement. 
Listen, there's a connection on how deeply we love and care for people to how deeply we know that the Lord cares and loves us. We can't, we can't extend what we don't possess. We always talk about you have to have $10,000 to give it away. You have to know that you are deeply, radically loved by the Lord to be able to share that with other people. Do you get that? And you are. That's what we talk about in here every Sunday. You are deeply, dare I say, passionately, radically loved by the Lord. Even the parts that you don't think are good enough, he still loves you. That's how we have to love other people. 1 Peter 4-8 through says, Welcome to the living stone, the source of life. The workman took one look and threw it out. God set it in the place of honor. Present yourselves as building stones for the construction of a sanctuary, vibrant with life. Listen, our church isn't the, the corrugated metal on the outside or our cool sound panels that try to make it less echoey in here. You guys are the bricks of this church. You guys are the foundation of this church. It's you. Not just me, it's you. And it's important that we're together when we do this and we talk about this as a community. I was reminded this morning as I was studying and walking and praying about a sermon that was preached here a long time ago. And uh, God, I can't remember his name. He was a teacher at Bryant, I think. Anyway, and he taught on this, and I'll never forget the, the story about the sequoia trees. Are you all familiar with the huge sequoia trees in California? They're massive, the largest trees there are. And I went back and, and looked up all the details on them. It says the sequoia redwood trees located in California are some of the biggest trees in the world. General Sherman is, in fact, noted as the largest known living single-stem tree on Earth. It's 275 feet tall, 25 feet in diameter, and is approximately 2,500 years old. Something that huge must have an incredible root system that goes down deep in order to stand that tall. Not the case at all. The sequoia redwood trees have a unique root system that is a marvel compared to their mammoth size. Their roots are relatively shallow. There's no tap root to anchor them deep into the earth. The roots actually only go down 6 to 12 feet, and yet these trees rarely fall over. They withstand strong winds, earthquakes, fires, storms, and prolonged flooding. How can something up to 500 tons, reaching over 350 feet in height, and live for many centuries remain standing with roots only going down about 10 feet? The interesting thing about the redwood tree is that their root system is intertwined with other redwood trees, literally holding each other up. The trees grow very close together and are dependent on each other for nutrients as well. Only redwoods have the strength and ability to support other redwoods. So beneath the surface of these huge trees are roots like an army of men who have their arms interlocked, standing and supporting each other. They are preventing the adversaries of, li of life from knocking each other down. They are also making sure there's plenty of nutrients for growth to continue. What a beautiful picture. This is how we are. Talking about the stones, we are like those roots. And we are intertwined with one another and we build each other up with nutrients. And we hold, we hold each other up when we need to be held up. And we lean on each other when we need to be held up ourselves. And listen, I, I want those roots to just go out of this place and support other people as well. You, 
You guys are the coolest people I know. <laughs> I know a lot of people, but you guys are the coolest people I know. <laughs> and we've got something to offer. This isn't, this isn't some, like I said, this is not some, some program or something that we're trying to invent. This is just reaching out and sharing what we have. It's just life. So I want to encourage you, listen, this is, this is the time for us to decide kind of what we want to do. And everything that, everything that we're doing as leadership of this church is gearing towards looking outside of these walls. I hope you guys are on board. Are you guys on board? It's going to be fun. It may be a little scary. It's going to be a little different. But I'm really, really excited about it. Even after everything that happened yesterday, I'm more excited today than ever. I mean, just walking around the, our property out here and just looking around and praying. I mean, there's just, there's just so many people out there that, that just don't know. We, we're in a bubble. You know that? Sometimes we're in a bubble here. We don't realize what we have. You guys are so loving and so caring. We need to share that. So I'm calling on you guys to do that. And it's going to require things of us. It's going to require time and work. And we know, I think we're comfortable enough in grace to know that we're not trying to earn any acceptance from the Lord by performance. We can, we can look past that now. I think we're mature enough to get to a place where now we're just part of the family and we're working as this intricate root system to support one another and to build, to build life. Not just a ministry, not just our church, but to build life. Yeah. I just happen to have a mic. If I was you just happen to have a mic. How convenient. Do announcements. Um, I, I do want to say that as we make ourselves available, this. Am I still working here? Yeah, you're good. As we make ourselves available for God to use us, it's not necessarily that um, it's always going to be us saying, "God, I'm going to go somewhere and show me." People, God is sending people to us. Oh yeah. Um, uh, a week ago, I got a I got contacted by someone I haven't uh, spoken to in like 15 years, and ended up spending an hour on the phone trying to encourage her and support her. And you know, she was depressed and suicidal and a lot of stuff like that. And it's like, usually it's inconvenient. It's usually like I was just watching this movie I wanted to finish or something. <laughs> Um, and then someone that, that we know and love was going through a real spiritual attack, and we prayed with them and, and encouraged them. And ministry, that was like two nights ago. And ministry is messy, and if you want to make yourself to be available, God can send you customers if you want to look at it that way. <laughs> right. I mean, if you're just like, God use me, he'll mark you as present and start <laughs> sending people that need love to you. Just like he sends people that need love to this church. This has always been like an island, an oasis of people of healing. Yeah. We've all had weird roads and histories, but God sent a variety of people with a variety of backgrounds and fixed us. He fixed us, me yeah. and my family, from all the crazy that we went through with missions and other things. Uh, and I see that over and over again. The testimony is healed people heal people. Right. So. Man, and we, <clears throat> we are a rich church. I mean, we're kind of broke financially. <laughs> but we are a rich, <laughs> but we are a rich church. <laughs> And listen, here's, here's the crazy thing about that, too, since I hate talking about money. But we, we're, we're at a place where we were getting close to cutting budgets because we, 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 we just want to be safe with, with what we have, good stewards with what we have. And nobody here is on salary at this point. 
So we were about to cut budgets, which there wasn't much to cut. Um, but at the same time, um, we, we had some ideas and some people in leadership said, well, what about this? Can we, can we look at different opportunities? And so I really think the Lord's about to open some doors. What, what's funny is in the midst of all that, I feel like we've given away more money <laughs> lately than we ever have to, just to help people and bless people. And, and I want to tell you this real quick, and she may be watching now. There's a, there's a lady, I think she's in Indiana. Um, she, she will text me if we don't have our podcast up. She's like, hey, where's the podcast? She, as she feels, she is, not feels like, she's a part of our church. And she said, when we prayed for Pam last week, she said, hey, um, I, just, I just did text to give for the first time. Can you make sure Pam gets it? How awesome is that? And I said, well, she will for sure get it, and we're going to match it. <laughs> Listen, there's something about moving in a direction that the Lord is, is leading us. He'll, he'll take care of the finances. We met with a guy that, that Melvin said he has never been able to break through we wanted to get the, we had three three families that are guarantors on this building for years, and all three of them want to be off of the of the building. There's lots of history there. None of them are angry; they just don't want to be tied to it. I don't blame them. And we have not been able to do that up to this point. We met one time. We sat down for five minutes, and the guy looked at the paperwork, and he said, "Yeah, I mean, I'll see why we can't do that." What? We showed him the equity. We've never been late on a payment. This da 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 da. And he was like, "Yeah, I mean, everything looks good. I don't see why we can't do that." Okay. We left and Melvin's like, <laughs> what? It's just, time, just God's timing, I guess. We'll take it. Yeah. So, I mean, you can't, you can't, like, you can't make this stuff up. <laughs> like, I would love to give you some sermon illustration that I heard somewhere, but I got too much life. To, <laughs> I got too much life to tell. I mean, we literally were just about in a gunfight and, you know, just like all this stuff just happens. The amazing thing is, if, if we will be receptive to it, the Lord can teach us through it. He gave us favor at the right time that we need to, to adjust where between, you know, Buddy getting his vision for the outreach and then me getting vision for outreach and then us talking about it and getting excited about it. It's like, how are we going to fund all this? We don't have any more about to cut the budget. And he gives us favor with the bank that we may be able to, to do some things that can give us less stress financially and get the guarantors off at the same time so they have less stress. Okay. Seems, seems good. I always, hear, I always hear people talk about, we need to go, like they want to storm the gates. We need to heal the sick and raise the dead and, and, and cast out demons. I'm like, yeah, let's look at the first part of that. Go preach the gospel, and these things will follow. Listen, we're going to go out and we're going to preach the gospel. We're going to give the good news. We'll see all that stuff. That's awesome. And, and the Lord will provide for us. But we're going to go and we're going to focus on the good news of the gospel. Now, we may do it unconventionally, whether we're going camping or having a car show or whatever. I don't, none of that really matters. All I know is I made best friends with a guy in five minutes on an airplane because we like cars. And it clicked with me. Why haven't I done this before? <laughs> Did we just become best friends? Yeah. Why do, we not, why do we not do this? This is not difficult. So we are. Easy peasy. Hang on, we got a microphone. Yeah, but we want it for the recording because we have people in Indiana that need to hear talking about some of the outreaches, just two things that came to mind. I've heard it from Joyce Meyer, but many other people have said it. Do it afraid. Get out of your comfort zone. Do say the first thing. Do it afraid. Oh, do it afraid. afraid. Okay. Like just whatever it is, just if you're afraid, still do it. Like yeah. Well, like I said, there's a confidence that you, it's confidence that, here's, <clears throat> here's the crazy thing about the kingdom. When you know that eternal life starts now, 
you're not stressed about the second part. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like Paul said, you know, to live as Christ and die as gain. We say that all the time, like all flippantly, like we don't. No, <laughs> he knew what he was talking about. Like Paul knew, these people were persecuted. In First Peter, when he's, telling these, when he's telling these guys, look, you guys need to love like your lives depend on it, because it does. They were being martyred. They were being killed all the time, not just one-time event at a restaurant one time. This was ongoing. They were being run down and murdered. He's telling them, look, you have to look after one another. Love like your lives depend on it. This is, this is us from a, on a physical level and a spiritual level. We love like our lives depend on it. This is our lives. I know. It's so cute. That's our new life. Speaking of, Doug didn't even know he's given a prophetic word. All the kids that just went out of here, we need to show them. We need to demonstrate to them what this looks like. We haven't done this in a while, guys. Uh, some of you remember in the, old, in the olden days, the old deeper life days, we did this a lot. We did outreaches all the time, and our kids saw it. We would do dollar car washes, and we would give them a dollar and wash their car, and people were blown away like, why would you give me a dollar? And we're like, we told you, we promised you a dollar car wash, here's your dollar. You want a hot dog, a drink? And the, you, you would be surprised at how freaked out people get when you give them a dollar and wash their car. They're, like, they're just like, they can't wrap their minds around it, and they're like, is this real life? Is this a church? No, we want to give you money. And we're like, we don't want any money. We want to give you money. We want to bless you. We would buy down the price of gas. Y'all remember that? We'd buy down the price of gas. People come in there, and they're like, are you taking donations? We're like, no, we bought the price of gas down for you. Well, well, I don't understand. We just we just want to be nice. Just want to bless you. Gas was like five or six dollars a gallon. Man, they flooded in there. We prayed for people. We saw people get healed right there in a gas pump. Huh? Yeah, it was five or six dollars a gallon. So, man, people flooded in there. They were lined up. We we're like half price gas. It was a lot. Three dollars a gallon. $12 a gallon? Who cares? It was a lot. Get off my back. <laughs> you IT guys kill me, man. It's not all X's and O's. <laughs> I don't understand. It's never been that much. does not compute. No, I'm just kidding. I love you guys, but I'm not, I'm not, that, I'm not that rigid. It was a lot, and we've marked it in half. <laughs> I love you guys. Listen, we've... All right. I could go on and on. And I went longer than I planned on. I was going to try to get you all out of here early. Go by the tables. Sign something. I mean, just put your name on something because you're going to do one of them. <laughs> like, if you don't sign your name, I'll call you. Like, I'll find, I know where y'all are most Sundays. And when you're not here, I know where you are. But, yes. That's how I'm playing this. <laughs> I told you it was going to be fun and a little scary. Sign up to show interest, but you'll probably end up doing most of them. We're not a huge church, so we need your help, right? Now, I'm serious, guys. Even if you're not interested, I may need y'all to come help clean up or something. And we're going to get a dumpster because we need dumpsters. We can't fit everything in those trash cans. And if we're going to have people coming here with all their trash, we need somewhere to put it. <laughs> okay, yes. And we, will have to get, we probably have to get a padlock because last time we had a dumpster, our neighbors just decided to put all their trash in it too. And we love them and we want to bless them, but come on. We, we need to use it. It would be full of limbs and, and stuff. And we're like, we can't even put our trash in here. Come on, guys. So anyway, yes, cleaning crew thanks us. Thank you. Thank you, cleaning crew. So yes, all hands on deck. This is, this is going down. I hope, I hope you all are ready. Buckle up because we're doing it. So stand up with me. I'm going to pray for you. Y'all get out of here.
<laughs> Buddy, stop texting me. Dad, go. I'm try, trying to do my thing here. <laughs> Lord, thank you for joy. Lord, we thank you for laughter. We thank you for peace. Even in the midst of turmoil and stress and strife, Lord, when the enemy tries to make us anxious and, and fearful, Lord, we stand up boldly, not because of our own abilities, but because of who you've made us to be. Lord, thank you for your Holy Spirit that you lead us in reaching out to people. Lord, you said, look, feed my sheep, and we are here to do that. We know that you love us, and, and you know that we love you. That is a, a done deal. We know that we're forgiven. We are, <laughs> we are righteous because of what you've done for us, and so now we've got a job to do, and we're going to do it. And it's going to be fun, and it's going to be a little scary. <laughs> it's going to be interesting. But, Lord, we, and I say we because we, <laughs> we are going to do this. Lord, thank you for, uh, for stirring this up in, in me and many other people in this church. Lord, just continue to, to stir up that excitement, Lord, and continue to keep us looking for your kingdom in everything that we do here. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.